The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Co-host Chris Chavez, joined as always by my lovely wife Erin Chavez. Chavez, <laughs> and she's here. We've been away for a little bit. We haven't had an episode of How Bizarre for a while. Yeah, because 2020 is a fucking dumpster fire. It's definitely a dumpster fire, and uh, it's really hard to um, do anything productive or <laughs> healthy or just in general anything. Yeah, you're not kidding. Um, so much so that we're again we're not in studio this time. So if the sound quality is somewhat different, we just don't have our mics in front of us. We're using our trusty little Zoom. Uh, but yeah, life is weird, man. We had COVID for a while, um, and then all hell broke loose. Right? And still, COVID and is still killing more people than yeah. Let's not ever. pretend COVID's not yeah. happening. It's still happening. It's just people aren't paying attention to it because a lot of what's going on in the news uh, is involving George Floyd's death. And the uh, Black Lives Matters movement. So a lot's happening. It's a lot of things going on in our country right now. And like Aaron said, sometimes it's hard to completely focus. But uh, she pulled it together, man. She's got us a new case today for How Bizarre. A case of... It's not new, but new to us. Yeah, it's a missing person case. Yes. And, and if you haven't heard, uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode of How Bizarre, we decided we're going to start turning How Bizarre into more about disappearances and missing people because again people who just kind of disappear off the face of the earth i mean that's bizarre in of itself um a lot of times they end up being you know the case ends up getting solved later on so it's not as bizarre anymore but the initial story is a a bizarre story so um and lots of cases we bring have no resolution so that's still very bizarre that's true and (laughs) sometimes it's it's one okay so not all the time somebody missing because it could be somebody ran away or was abducted uh, you know, uh, uh, or sold into sex trade, human trafficking, or something like that. But sometimes there are those bizarre kind of paranormal things where people just vanish off the face of the yeah, earth. Yeah, sure. I don't know if you remembered. I did a that's odd one time about uh, a family. This old guy sitting. No, this lady was sitting on her porch back in the day. Was watching her husband working in the field, and he was walking, and they just vanished into thin air. Okay, that's bizarre. That is bizarre. <laughs> so what do you have for us today? What's this story? Okay, so this is actually, you're getting two for the price of one. Okay. And this kind of can relate to things happening in our world right now, so that's why I picked this one. Okay. All right, so this is in 2004. 27-year-old Terrence Williams had recently moved to Naples, Florida from Chattanooga, Tennessee to be closer to his mother. Terrence's roommate said he had spoke to Terrence over the phone on Sunday, January 11, 2004. So he calls his roommate and then he says, I'm going to a party at a co-worker's house. All right, cool. He did not have a valid driver's license because he had a DUI, but he couldn't find any other ride to the party. So he decided to drive. He was almost done with his suspension. So he had just bought a car recently and really but wanted to But he wasn't get it. allowed to drive. He wasn't yet. allowed to drive. So. Okay. So what is this? January 11th, you said? 2004? Yeah. The timeline's a little wonky. I couldn't find the exact details okay. of that, but apparently he spoke to his roommate on January 11th, 2004. Like it would do, did it say morning or afternoon or? 
It didn't say. Okay. I assume he's afternoon or evening because he's at a party. He's like, hey, listen, don't expect me home. Yes. I'm going out to a party yes. tonight. Okay. And his roommate became concerned when he didn't return home. Okay. And then he emailed Terrence's mother on January 13th. Emailed? Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. In 2004, I guess. Oh, wait. Is it in a different part? She may be in a different part of the country? No, she's in Naples. That's why he moved there. So oh. I don't know why. Maybe he didn't so have her phone number. So the roommate has the email yeah, of the mom? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the details of this. Okay. Okay, I got <laughs> it. was confused. Sorry, I don't mean to keep it. No, that's thing. okay. So the Williams family called police and filed a missing persons report. Williams' aunt was able to track down Terrence's car, which had been towed from a cemetery um, for obstructing traffic. The tow report was signed by a deputy, Steve Calkins. And this becomes important. Okay. I want to just kind of go over this real quick again. Okay. So what was the very opening again at the very beginning? Terrence Williams? Yeah. And and so he moves to Naples to be closer to his mom. Yes. And he moves in with a roommate. Yes. On a certain night, he calls his, his or day, he calls his friend and says, look, don't expect me home. I'm going to a party. And, and his friend is yeah. probably thinking to himself, oh, a co-worker's yes, party. Okay. Yeah. So his friend's probably thinking to himself, how are you going to get there? Because you have a suspended driver's license, Maybe right? they talked about that on the phone. Because this is where I lost you. <laughs> okay. You said that his aunt found his car. Well, this is two days later. They they filed the missing person reports. The cops, of course, don't do anything because he's a 27-year-old blackmail. Yeah. So... So the aunt's the one that finally tracks down Terrence's car because he drove Is that the brand car. new car? The brand new to him car. Right. So the one he wasn't able to drive yet. Yes. So how was it not where it belongs? Why is it at a, a cemetery blocking whatever? Well, we'll get to that. That's oh, part okay. of the mystery. Oh. oh, I didn't realize. But that's where they I thought I missed something. No, no. I'm like, we just got into this <laughs> no. and I must have missed a chunk. I must have spaced out. Okay, sorry. So they contact the sheriff's department. And they asked the dispatcher, like, what happened to Terrence Williams? Steve Calkins signed this tow report, blah, blah, blah. So the dispatcher talks to Calkins, and he says he has no he has no recollection of any, The officer. Yes, of any incident, nor report or towing or anything about, you know, this car. Well, a couple days later, he changed his story a bit. Wait, okay. I think we know where we're going here. Yeah. Uh, Cemetery workers stated that they witnessed Calkins pull Williams over and ask for ID, which he didn't have. Witness state that Calkins patted Williams down and put him in the back of a patrol car. Calkins then asked cemetery employees if he could leave Williams' car in the lot. Calkins returned later, and the timeline there is either 15 minutes or an hour. Some, sometime under an hour. They're sure it was under an hour, but they're not sure if it was 15 minutes or okay. an hour. They're working and stuff. Well, and then okay. he moved the car from a parking spot to the side of a road. The keys were found on the ground near the car. Calkins claimed to have no memory of making any arrests or anything, like I said, but then he was contacted later and he had some memories. Supervisors asked him to submit an incident report a few days later, and in the incident report he stated he first came in contact with Williams at 12.15 p.m. on January 12th. So it was noon, okay. That's what's weird to me. I don't know if that time is right, but I guess cemetery workers would be there to be the day. I don't know what Calkins was okay. doing all night, like, or I mean not Calkins, Williams was doing all night. But well, we, don't, we were assuming he was getting pulled over on the way to a party, but it, it didn't have to be that. Right. Like he told his friend, I'll day. be at a party yeah. tonight, so don't worry about I guess me. So. And then during that day, he got pulled over. When he shouldn't have been driving, I guess. He uh, Calkins, the officer, says after noticing that he was driving in distress, that's why he pulled him over. He followed Williams to the cemetery parking lot. Williams asked for a ride to Circle K because he was late for work. However, 
Williams did not work at Circle K. And then the other piece is, is that's not what the cemetery workers well, said they saw. Yeah. Okay. Hawkins dropped him off at the Circle K, returned to the car, and then realized it wasn't registered, and he felt deceived, according to his instant report. So he called Circle K and was told Williams didn't work there. He ran the plates, found they were expired, so he had the car towed. Holes in the story? Obviously, there's plenty. The phone records indicate that Calkins never called Circle K. Surveillance videos show no signs of Calkins or Williams at the Circle K, and no employees can place either Williams or Calkins there. Okay. So this is what happens. This I don't know the timeline now. At some point, so it's kind of just like, that's it. That's the end of the story. But at some point, within a couple months, I guess. So we're talking about this guy's missing. He's missing, yeah. Completely. He's completely off the face of those earth. Okay. At some point, while this is getting media coverage, I assume, the Mexican consulate in Miami contacted Terrence's mother to tell her about another man who went missing in a very similar fashion. Tell him, tell him he's the same cop. So a few months earlier, Felipe Santos, an undocumented immigrant from Mexico, had been living in the States for three years and sending money to his family in Mexico. He was last seen October 2003, so it's like, what, three months before? At 6.30 a.m. He was driving to work with his two brothers and was involved in a minor accident in Naples. And guess what cops showed up to the scene? Oh, jeez, come on. Yes, our pal Calkins. He cited Santos for reckless driving and driving without a license and insurance. He placed him in the patrol car and Santos was never seen again. But what did his, was the brothers you said he was with? What did the brothers say? Later that day, Santos' boss contacted the county jail to post bail and discovered that Santos was never booked. Calkins claimed he changed his mind because Santos was polite and cooperative. He said he left him at the Circle K and drove off. What is with this cop in Circle Ks? So he just keeps using that as yeah. the excuse. The other, I don't know, I'm thinking his brothers didn't talk to the police or whatever, that they were probably undocumented and scared, but the other driver in that accident contradicted that report saying Calkins was really agitated by Santos' lack of documentation and said, what, what is with all these people I keep pulling over with no registration or something? Santos' family filed a missing person report and a complaint against Calkins. An investigation cleared Calkins of any wrongdoing. Santos. Hang on a second. I don't even have to investigate, okay? <laughs> a, a, a police officer says that He's taken somebody to jail. Witnesses say he's agitated when he's got this guy. He uses the same idea of the Circle K garbage. Obviously, the Circle K doesn't show any footage that he dropped them off there. So my investigation says, I don't see your car on any of the footage. Well, How can you be cleared? Yeah, they cleared him initially. Later on, they did end up firing him for all this contradiction going on. All but right. So he does, but this was uh, with Santos' case, they cleared him, I guess, because undocumented immigrant, they don't. Okay. Further suspicion, oh, um, Santos' wife was questioned, questioned the quality of investigation because she has never been interviewed. So they cleared him without even interviewing anyone, it sounds like. Further suspicion was cast on Calkins when a recording of his call to dispatch revealed further conflicting statements. This is regarding the Williams case. In this call... He describes Williams' car as abandoned and blocking the road. This contradicted both his incident report and witness statements. So it sounds like the same... Okay. He describes... Well, this is with Terrence Williams. Yeah. This is back to that case. Yeah. Oh, okay. He describes the car as a homey Cadillac to the operator. So oh, Jesus. Some inappropriate talk, at least. He insisted that he, mo he moved the car to make it easier for the tow company not to make it look abandoned. 
that's what he claimed. And he was making jokes with the dispatch operator, like, oh, the, well, I guess the dude's going to come back and this car is not going to be here. And, you know, he was just being, he says he was just joking and it's all fine. He also called dispatch back at 1.12 p.m. to request a background check on Williams, giving his name, his full name and birth date. This con contradicted his claim that he never knew Terrence's last name or other personal details. <clears throat> so because the prime suspect here is a police officer, Florida Department of Law Enforcement and FBI was called in to work the case. They claim they put a GPS device on his vehicle and did a forensic investigation of the patrol car. Cadaver dogs were used to survey the areas identified by GPS, but no further evidence was found. Calkins was fired for providing conflicting information about both missing person cases. So he was eventually fired. Now he's retired and lives in Iowa. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Good so not Lord. much happened. This was in 2004, so it was really quiet until about 2012. And that's when Discovery ID did the um, Disappeared episode Eight on Eight years later, okay. And then 2013, Tyler Perry got involved and offered a $100,000 reward for any information, which has now been increased to $200,000. At some point, Williams' family hired Benjamin Crump, the prominent attorney who's George yeah. Floyd, you know, he's done everything, Trayvon Martin's family. And they did file a wrongful death suit, I think, in 2018 against Calkins. And just as recently as a week ago, Calkins' attorney... Holy crap, a week ago. It's still so going on. Just so everybody knows, today's June 11th, so literally a week ago. A week ago, Calkins has... His attorney has been trying to get the lawsuit dismissed, mm -hmm. and a week ago a judge denied that. So it's still going forward wow. as of now. And now in this climate, it seems like that might get pushed. Yeah. Wow. So there's no, like, the only theory I can find out there about what happened to these men is called the Starlight Tour Theory. Are you familiar with the Starlight Tours? No. Okay. So this is um, from Saskatchewan, yeah. Canada, if I said that correctly. And this happened in 2000. What happened is, well, police used to drive individuals to the edge of town or outside of town and abandon them there. And they would die of exposure. And in 2000, someone survived it. And it was always Abor the aboriginals, mm -hmm. usually. He survived it. Wait, in Saskatchewan? Yeah. They're called the aborigines? Apparently. Oh, really? It's Canadian aboriginals. I did not know that. So okay. they're probably, you know, prejudiced yeah. against them. He survived it by going, he found a power plant. And there was a security guard there, and he survived and told his story. And the next morning, they found another Aboriginal frozen to death close to where he was dropped off. Wow. And a few weeks later, they found another one. So now the new police chief started looking, and they think this has been happening since at least the 70s. Holy cow. So people think what? that maybe Steve Hawkins was driving people to the Everglades and dropping them off. Oh, my That's God. That's the only theory I can find out there. Oh, my God. Because there's no no evidence of anything in his car, like no blood or anything. I mean, he could have killed them anywhere, yeah. obviously. Wow. But. What's it called? The Starlight Theory? Starlight Theory. Starlight Tour Theory. That's horrible. Yeah. So there is no answer. We don't know if he's dead no. or not. Well, obviously. Right? They assume. Yeah. And that's like in the wrongful death suit. They were saying that they waited too late to file it, but they couldn't declare him dead until 2009 after he'd been missing for five years. So. Oh, my God. That was why they were trying to get it dismissed. That is crazy. Now, if you've never been to the Everglades, uh, <laughs> we have. Aaron and I have been there. And it was we were driving from Tampa, Florida. To, we were going, making our way to the to the other coast. We were going to Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale because yeah. we we're going to take a cruise, and uh, the route we were taking took us through the Everglades. And if you've never been through the Everglades, uh, once you once you start actually getting into it, you got to make sure you've got a full tank of gas because <laughs> because 
it's, I mean, miles and miles and miles of just a blacktop. There's no stores, no rest areas, no gas stations. There's nothing. It's literally blacktop and then swamps. swamp area all around you. you. You know, you look to the right and to the left of your vehicle and you just see swamps and, and just Florida kind of foliage. Um, that is, that is her, that's just so horrific. And Matt, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be out there, right? Scared. And then night comes and then day and you're doing your best to walk and get as far as you can. And you're not eating now and you're not drinking and you're starting to get dehydrated. Well, if you're staying on the blacktop, which I mean, we didn't see many cars when we were on it at the time. So yeah. And And who knows knows where he dropped them off. It could have been been on a little dirt path that went off into the swamps. I'm sure if that's what he did, he didn't go near blacktop. Yeah. Oh my God, that is horrific, dude. Right. Just ba- he basically, if he did die, he died of starvation. He just starved to death out there. Yeah. Oh my God. So, That's yeah. horrible. And this man is retired in Iowa and probably getting a cop's pension still, I'm guessing. So. Wow. Yeah, it's horrible. That is, that's, that is horrible. But it is bizarre that something like that can happen and, oh, we investigated yeah we can't figure it out yeah that's you, it you left him at a circle k even though nobody at circle k said they saw him we didn't see you on video camera uh every single thing that you said happened is contradicted by witnesses and you didn't even bother filing a report so every single thing points to you being guilty of something and right. yes we're yes in this world it's supposed to be innocent to proving guilty but we know that's not the case a lot no. so this was a white cop and then and then the victims were a black male and an undocumented immigrant so i feel like they didn't have a chance in the whole power system of our wow country and i'm sure this is i mean this is not a solitary story this happens all the time unfortunately but uh, it's sad. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. <sighs> well, <laughs> it's not a super long episode today, guys. It was. Uh, it's an important story to know about, though. You want to, you know, especially in light of what's going on in the world, we want to be a little bit more aware um, of of these kinds of things, these travesties, these because things these things can't happen, happen anymore. These things has got this stuff's got to stop. You know. Um, so anyway, look, I hope everybody, uh, all you creepers at home, you guys are doing well. You're staying safe. You're still washing your hands. Please, COVID's still out there. Wear your masks. Um, and, you know, just try to be better people, man. That's all we need in this. We don't need any more negativity in this world, you know. Uh, there are monsters out there. Um, so we don't need any more. So, it's damn, that's, a, that's such a depressing end to this story. I know. I, I can't know. even... I'm trying to get all up upbeat to say goodbye yeah, to the creepers. No po- there's it's no hard. point. It's it's so, terrible, but I mean. Yeah. So I mean, keep your eye on this. Who knows? This this seems like as of a week ago, they're still pushing for this case. So. I mean, it sucks that it's only civil though. Wrongful death. It should be criminal. It should yeah. be criminally reopened. Yeah, but I don't know that you can do. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can murder. There's no statute of limitations, but, but you can't prove that. But yeah, you know, there's and no the, body, there's that's no the evidence, problem. I think nothing. the problem is is the burden of proof would fall on the prosecution and there's nothing. So you don't want to go for murder and then not be able to pull well, it off. Right, but I just wonder how much they really investigated that. Well, obviously. Yeah. I literally just laid out everything that was shown as what he showed to be his excuse. And, and by then, the time they did the forensic investigation on his car and put the GPS on how much time had passed. Yeah, like, no he, kidding. he had time to 
take care of everything. And he was a cop. He knew how to clean up stuff if there was stuff. So if when they did the that, when tour. they did the GPS, I'd be interested to know if he ever went out meant. to the, they GPS his car. So yeah, they know where just he so they know where, yeah, but who's going to go back out to the scene of the crime? I mean, Have I you not heard that? <laughs> I know, but cops don't do that because they know better. You think so? <laughs> All right, well, um, I got some, uh, you know, land on the moon to sell you. Uh, anyway, listen, Creepers, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it was, it's not the most happiest story, uh, you know, whatever story, uh, but it is, it's an important story to know. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's probably a lot, many, a lot, many, many, many more, uh, you know, cases like this out in the world. But um, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the support. Again, everybody stay safe out there. Um, and Black Lives Matter. That's true. No, that is absolutely true. So listen, guys, um, lock the doors, close the windows, Creeper Clubhouse, we're turning out the lights. And we'll see you next week. And as always, you know, when the world throws something at you that just seems a little too bizarre, you want to say, how bizarre.